I spent the last 10 years teaching corporate America leadership and teamwork. Now, I've left my 9 to 5 job to help as many people as possible become leaders in their work and personal lives. Some say leaders are born, but I say they're built. This podcast is the beginning of my mission to create change on a massive scale. Join me and follow along as we explore leadership, teamwork, and growth together. My name is Brian Rollo, and this is Lead with Impact. Hey there, and welcome to Lead with Impact. This is Brian Rollo, and I am excited to have you with me today. And I'm also looking forward to our conversation. We're going to be talking with Terry Fulcher. Terry is an experienced coach, trainer, and facilitator uh, with experience in both healthcare and organizational development. And she helps individuals and teams to understand their behavior styles, identify their strengths and their challenges, and to grow and better communicate with their teams and organizations. So, you know, we are all about that here at Lead With Impact. So I'm looking forward to the conversation. Without further ado, let's jump in and meet Terry Fulcher. Welcome, Terry. It is a pleasure to have you on Lead with Impact. Well, thank you, Brian. I'm happy to be here today. Well, we're thrilled to have you. I would like to start off by asking you a really basic but important question. What do you do to help people? Well, Brian, I'm a coach, a trainer, and a facilitator, um, and I really love working with rising leaders, people stepping into either a new position for them or maybe into leadership for the first time, and I help them get to really know themselves, learn ways to influence others, and then um, do some facilitation work and um, encouragement around connecting with their teams. Um, I really like to tailor leadership development to what the person feels like they need or they want for this, you know, next step in their career or their development or their lives. Beautiful. It sounds like we have a lot of similarities in our missions and what we are doing to help people move forward. Now, I've told my audience several times about how I started. So let me ask you the question, what puts you on this path? to arrive at where you are right now? Yeah, um, well, to be in the space of really encouraging others into leadership development, it really is about my own leader development. You know, I my background's actually in healthcare, and I was a nurse directly at the bedside, and then took progressive steps, you know, moved into an education role, and then a management role, and then a director role, you know, all the way up to a top you know, executive in a healthcare organization. And um, I know for myself that without training and development and really coaching along the way, that growth wouldn't have happened as smoothly and as well as it, as it did for me. So it's really about taking, if you will, my leadership development story and now feeling it's time to give back and help others with the tools that I learned to really help me be successful along the way. What made you decide to make that jump? Um, into leadership, I, you know, I really, um, I tend to use the words calling sometimes. Um, I had read a terrific book about, uh, called Finding Your Own North Star, and I really felt as if um, 
the nurses needed and looked for leadership, you know, that I could advocate uh, to, on the staff side as well as to the leadership in the hospital side. Um, I just, I just have already always been sort of interested in leadership and it just seemed like a very natural progression. Interesting. So let's talk about right now. Now, I don't know when people are going to be listening to this, but as we are recording it, we are in the middle of the COVID. Well, maybe the middle, maybe the beginning. Who knows where we are in it, but we are we are in the COVID-19 crisis and our healthcare professionals are struggling. Uh, at least that's the message we're, I'm receiving. Uh, I'd like to ask you about that. Uh, you know, what's your perception of that? And what help do they need right now? So that's really interesting, Brian, because my, you know, my overall broad topic is leadership development. And I really feel as if my niche, and I've, I've been gravitating towards it over these past few months, especially, you know, with my background being nursing, I'm really reaching out to nurses um, in different groups that I'm involved with. And I'm hearing two things. First of all, I'm hearing from locally from nurses who are in the hospitals right now that the situation is actually worse than we're hearing from our our news and our media, that they're at the bedside, you know, with with patients and are really saying this this virus is is a really tremendous impact on themselves and on our communities. And I'm and out of that, I'm I'm finding two things. I'm finding a group of nurses that are so dedicated and passionate to their calling, their service, their work life, that they're, you know, even getting on planes and going to New York City to help out. They're um telling people don't give up this will pass and we're going to be better for it when it's over and there's a second set of nurses who are really taking a strong look at um is it the bedside for me is nursing still for me um you know what do i really want out of my life so i'm seeing both i'm seeing that passionate crowd that's saying we'll get through this hang together don't give up and others who are really looking at, um, is it time for me to consider something else with my life? What do they need to help them perform better, succeed better? Because obviously they, they can't control yeah. the virus. None of us can. And I don't mean to talk about that in this whole yeah. podcast, but it's sure. really, really relevant right now. So um, what do they need to sort of help them through this situation? Yeah, I, I find what they really want is support. They want um, people to understand and, um, if you will, support them either emotionally, sometimes it's physically, like they're finding right now their families are terrific support to them. Um, people, and I, I know there's two sides to this fence, if you will, but following the recommended guidelines because th- they are really on the front lines in this. And they're saying, you know, you can do your part by staying at home, by wearing your mask, by, you know, following sort of those recommendations, help support us, you know, in doing what you can do that you've been asked to do. Um, The other thing is, I think it's really emotional support. And it's been interesting um, because as you have, I'm, I'm certain we've all moved into a virtual space and still those connections are really important. If it's gathering a group of folks on Friday night, 
to, you know, play a categories game, have a happy hour, or if it's having a conversation about how you take care of yourself. And probably that's my biggest recommendation right now to people. I often ask, you know, what are you going to do this weekend or in the next few days for yourself? Because right now they're giving so much out to everyone else that self-care really ends up being a really important part of um, managing this stressful time right now. And what advice would you give to somebody who is leading in this, in this climate? Yeah, I, I would say in this climate, you're the master clock. That, that's the words I like to use. You're setting the tone for all of your team. You know, as a leader, they're looking for someone to be calm, reassuring, and at the same time, realistic. They want to know what's coming next week what's coming in the next few days, you know, really a lot of communication is so important. Um, if you don't know the answer saying you don't know, but you'll find out, or as soon as you know, you'll share. It's really about um, calming the uncertainty. And I think that's um, for leaders all of the time that your mannerisms, your communication, your emotional state, if you will, set the tone for all of those around you. And in a time like this, people are really looking for their leader to step up and into that space for them. One of the messages I've been sending out is that leaders right now have to create certainty because so much is uncertain and that uncertainty leads to fear, which leads to paralysis. And even if you don't have all the answers showing up, at least, at the very least, willing to listen and willing to share. If you only know what step one out of 20, at least share step one and be really transparent about the fact that, hey, we're going to figure the rest out as we get closer. So I, I love your thoughts on that. Yeah, I love what you're saying. I think that's exactly exactly what they're looking for. Um, if, if you don't know, you say you don't know. If you know you know, for this afternoon, it's this, and tomorrow morning, we'll round again, and we'll communicate on what tomorrow holds, right? And um, you're exactly right. It's Folks are looking for calm and reassurance and certainty right now in, the, in this time. Now, what is your message? We talked about the message about certainty and about how to lead. Mm-hmm. If you could give one piece of advice to leaders in any profession right now, uh, what would it be? Um, but, well, I, I truly believe that leaders already have within them everything they need to be successful. That um, it's about focusing on strengths, you know, learning a lot about yourself, taking tools, you know, that others have found are really successful in influencing others. So I, I believe that people have already what they need to be successful it's really about figuring it out and finding it within yourself so let me i'd love to talk to you about that a little bit more because i think personally i agree in some parts but i'd like clarification i sure i think so i guess i'd like to to know what you mean by that when you say they have it within them to be successful do you mean they have the potential to be successful or do you because I, I find leadership really 
in a large way is the accumulation of different skills and being able to do different things well, the things that matter. And in my work, I don't find that everybody knows how to do those things. I think that anybody with the right attitude can learn them, but I don't know that they know how to do them right away. So is that sort of what you're getting at or would you like to challenge me on that? Yeah, I, I think it's sort of, if you will, a matter of both. I think um, I really believe in figuring out your own values, your strengths, you know, those leadership tendencies or competencies that are really natural to you. And I really, I believe in focusing in that area. I think so much of the time we spend, have, have often spent in what do I need, what can't I do or what don't I know how to do? And if we focus on what people are really good at and then place them in the roles that then are, those attributes are really needed and desired, but then they're really successful. I think sometimes we try to make a circle out of a square peg, right? You know, or it's a square peg fit in the round hole. So for me, it's really more an alignment of what you've been given, what you have, what, you know, you has maybe come along in your life path. And then, if you will, fueling that so that it really serves you well and you find your right place to fit into. I love that. And I would throw in there too, and I think this is what you're getting at, but I might put it in different words, the clarity to know what you're good at and know what you're not great at and know which things to really double down on. Yes, that's true, right? So really, and I believe in you, I'm sure you do too, in use of assessments, you know, use of evaluations, a 360, you know, from your peers to really know how people see you and then learn how you see yourself or, or what you really have, you know, as your skills and um, strong traits. Right. And I believe a lot in alignment and I believe yeah. the clearer you are on who you are and what your strengths are and the more clearly you send that message out to the world at large, whether that's your team or whether it is your organization or even your industry, the more you will attract team members who want to work with that kind of leader. Yes, I, I agree. Yep. And just that clarity and that alignment in itself makes things so much easier because again, you're not trying to be that square peg in the round hole. You are working with people who want you to lean into those strengths and who need to be motivated by somebody with those strengths. Yes. Yeah. I think we, we we're thinking very much along the same lines. Yeah, I love it. Now, I know you also talk a lot about, and I, I think we might have just even stumbled into it a little bit, about true fit. How does someone mm-hmm. discover their true fit in an organization? Yeah, I think it's exactly what you were uh, talking about, Brian. It's really, I, I say know your own values. You know, start there. What's really important to you? What are your passions? What, you know, what really get, creates meaning for you? You know, what, what you know, gets you up in the morning? Really know those things. And then you can take a look at your organization's values, and that goes along with culture, and um, that helps you figure out fit. You know, I I work with people often that come, you know, when they do sort of those assessments and exercises that step back to really look at their organization, their team, you know, their leadership above them, that all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, I'm really in the right place. It fuels their engagement and it, it even increases their passion to continue the work and meet the objectives of the organization. And then I find others that all of a sudden say, 
oh, that must be why there seems to be this disconnect and why I'm not really happy at work and why I'm not making the progress I'd like because that alignment's not there. And they actually choose then to look for an organization that really is a fit for them and for their strengths and for their abilities and their values. Yeah, that's spot on. You know, I've done some recruiting and a lot of hiring in my day. And one of the first questions we always, I would always ask people, of course, is why do you want to work here? And when, the, and when the answer was because I need a job or because you're the closest to where I live, I knew that we probably were not going to have a cultural fit. <laughs> and I knew that it was not going to, there was a good chance it wasn't going to work out in the end. The people that I knew I wanted to hire were the people who understood at least a little bit about the culture and had a grasp on why that would be a good fit for them. Yeah, that's great. Uh, because, I mean, you, you nailed it. When people go to work in places that are not a cultural fit, it is, it's going to be painful for everyone. Right. Uh, it's going to be painful for them. It's going to be painful for the leaders. It's going to be painful for the people they work with because nobody is happening, happy. So I love that message about discovering that true fit. It's such an important thing. Now, I know you also talk a lot about listening. And we, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I'd love to dive into it a little bit more. What role does listening play in leading? Yeah, I think, and, and again, I, I think it's that people innately know their own answers. You know, they, they know even within themselves how to solve a problem. And if you're a good leader who's really listening and asking the right questions, um, your team or your staff, your peers, they'll figure it out for themselves. And um, much like, you know, it, it certainly is what, what I do professionally, if you will, as a coach, and I believe every leader can be themselves a coach um, to their team, you know, even to their bosses or um, to their peers. So by asking good questions um, of people, that they often find their own solutions. And what's interesting is people like best their own answers. You know, rather than as the leader, you telling someone what you think they ought to do. And then they go sort of follow those directions. If you are a good listener and ask the right questions, people will come up with their own solutions and then they're happy to go prove how well they'll work, you know, because it was their own idea that they came up with. Absolutely. Now, I would say probably every leader has been told at some point they need to listen. But I would say we have a major listening problem in leaders today. At least that is the message that I get back. I just was on a call yesterday with somebody who said, I have this problem. I've gone to my leader several times and he won't listen to me that it's really a problem. And so why do leaders still struggle with that? That's a good question. I, I do think sometimes it has to be with how busy they feel they are. You know, that it's that does the leader really take the time to focus in on this one conversation or are there two and three other things, you know, that he knows need to be done by the end of the day and the focus really isn't on the individual. So I think sometimes it's about that being very intentional, you know, setting aside time, stepping away from your computer and your desk and your phone to really focus on a conversation. I think sometimes that's what gets in the way. Um, 
I don't know. I, I also, I, I, I don't like it to always be one-sided. I, I would tend to go back to the individual to see, are there ways that conversation could be more influential? Are there the right questions for the person going to the leader to ask, to begin to get wheels to turn and, you know, um, some new thoughts to be allowed to come to the table? Yes. So that's what I was speaking with the person in my, I was referenced in my conversation. But that was his perception of what was happening. doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that's exactly what was happening, but that's how he was perceiving it. And maybe he needs to start listening too as part of it. You know, both sides have to come to the part, come to the table, willing to listen and willing to look at things from the other person's point of view. And let me ask you this, because this is something I'm always curious about when it comes to listening. How often is ego part of the problem when it comes to the leader and willingness to listen to those who are quote unquote subordinates? Oh, well, gosh, I think it could, if, especially if it's someone who regularly doesn't listen, you know, that doesn't believe, if you will, any of the subordinates have, could, could possibly have the right answers. That's where ego gets in the way. And, and see, I'm a firm believer in, um, I'm, a, I'm the most successful leader when I have a team, team that communicates well and often, that it's a matter of all of us come up with the best ideas that the leader doesn't isn't the only answer so that's where ego really gets in the way when the leader's certain they they know all the solutions and have all the answers then certainly they're not going to even want to or desire to listen to a team member who might have an idea or suggestion that's different than the way things are right now i spent a lot of time in my career in the banking industry and the banking industry is traditionally a, a top-down culture, um, a command and control culture. So it is a huge issue with a lot of people there, not because they don't want to be good leaders, not because they're trying to do anything wrong, but it's just sort of the culture that's been ingrained in people over time. And it is a real chore sometimes to get people to open up and really suspend that authority role enough, maybe even suspend it is not the right word, but realize that part of having that authority role is having the humility to listen and be um, accepting of other people's ideas. And from what I understand, the medical profession can have some of that too, that sort of top-down philosophy. Is that right? Yeah, that, yeah, you're right. In fact, I think um, it's probably in business, you know, quite a few places. I think what you're talking about is a very traditional approach. It's actually, you know, when I was learning, you know, the people who were that example of a leader, that was what they knew to do. And you, you say culture, and I say it's tradition. I think it's a very traditional approach from many, many years of a hierarchy, you know, system. And I think what needs to happen now is that, if you will, upending that pyramid, I call it like a transformational leadership or a serving leader approach, where it's the whole team together that really comes up with ideas and thinking. And you're right, in healthcare, it's fully a, that, that, that structure is definitely, the reporting structure is a hierarchy. And I've known tremendous healthcare leaders who um, take a teaming approach where you're able to, um, you know, serve alongside of 
your subordinates, your peers. That's fantastic. So who are your mentors? Go, let's go back to you a little bit. Who, who influenced you? And these can be people you knew, people maybe that you, you didn't know, but you read a book or uh, listened to something they said. Who has influenced you to get to this point? Yeah, I would say one of the first people that was a terrific mentor for me was, was a nurse leader who um, really provided a lot of support when I first stepped into my first leadership role. And um, when I think back, um, she, she would make a terrific coach. You know, at the time, I didn't understand coaching and the importance of asking great questions. But if I came to her with any situation, she never gave me the answer. And I know from her years of experience, she knew the answer or she knew a couple solutions that might work. But she always had me process and would ask multiple questions till I figured out, oh, that's the way it is this this way. And this is the angle I need to come at this from. Or, you know, this is the, the steps I need to take. I always left her office, you know, with, with tremendous ideas because she helped me to figure it out by asking me lots of questions. Would you like to share her name or no? Oh, yeah. Her name's Mary Young. In fact, um, she's still here and was activated during this um, COVID situation. And she, she led the charge of taking one of our local hospitals and making it an entire COVID facility so that some of our other hospitals within the system could be infectious free. Yep, Mary Young. Well, great. Mary, if you end up listening to this podcast, okay. thank you very much for all you've done. Now, how can people find you online, Terry? Um, well, actually, I'm, I'm online in the, the mul multiple places, certainly on LinkedIn. You can find me under my name and under my, my um, business page is called Resourceful One Consulting. On um, Facebook, I have a number of groups as well as a page. I have a Terry Fulcher Resourceful One Consulting page. I have a High Achieving Nurses page. And I'm um, coordinating a couple book groups, one called Rising Readers and the other, the Leader Reader Group. And um, I have a website, um, resourcefulone.com. Sounds like you're pretty busy. <laughs> I keep busy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We will link to uh, your website and maybe your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. And if there's any of those, any of those links you would like me to provide, just let me know. Oh, that's great. If you could put a one-sentence message on a billboard to the world, what would it be? Yeah, I, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, Brian. I believe that you, right now, have everything you need within yourself to be successful. It's, it's really about tapping into those strengths, values, visions, and figuring out what it is you want to do with it. Perfect. One last question. What does the future hold for Terry? Yeah, well, I'm going to continue doing my um, online book groups. And certainly we've all moved into a virtual training and coaching space. So I have opportunities for that uh, coming up. And really for me right now, I, I'm really focusing in on the nursing niche. I really have a sense. It's certainly my background, specialty, and expertise but it really is my sense that at this time, nurses really want to find their true passion and then direction, their voice, and really their purpose. I think uh, this is a great 
time to, to help them, you know, um, be successful in doing that. Now, are you helping them with leadership? Um, I'm sort of both. I'm helping folks um, who really are saying, you know, what's next for me? Where would I like to go? Sort of that development coaching, as well as I love working with um, nurses in leadership development. Amazing. All right. We'll make sure to uh, mention that when we get this episode out to the world. So I would just like to thank you for all the work you are doing, Terry, and for taking some time to be with us today. I think our audience is going to take a lot from this conversation. So thank you. Well, thank you, Brian. I, again, appreciate the opportunity and um, your support in the leadership development world. 